This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today, and I am especially delighted to have those watching for the very first time today. We appreciate those that watch every time we come on the air on Getting to Know Your Bible. We hear from so many of you. Thank you for your encouragement. Now today on our telecast, we're going to be discussing an, a phrase or an expression that is found in the New Testament, and we want to look at it from the standpoint of what it really ought to mean to us today. The expression is this, the oracles of God. We want to talk about the oracles of God. I hope you'll stay tuned. Now today we continue to offer the free Bible correspondence course and we have literally thousands and thousands of people in the United States and in all over the world actually that are studying this Bible course. We want you to be a part of it. We want to send you the course free of charge in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail. And it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 365 or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, beginning in verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality to one another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want to call your attention to verse 11. In verse 11, we find the expression, the oracles of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Well, what is an oracle? Well, an oracle is a, wise, is a wise sentence or a decision of great authority. It is also the communication, the revelation, or the messages delivered by God to the prophets or inspired people. In the Old Testament, it had reference to the commandments of God. For example, in Acts chapter 7 and verse 38, This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel who, which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers, 
who received the lively oracles to give unto us. One translation calls them the living oracles. So in essence, what we're talking about when we talk about the oracles of God is the message that we have in written form that was communicated by God to inspired men. And so we are talking about speaking as the oracles of God. Why do you suppose we ought to do that? Is there any sufficient reason as to why today in the 21st century that we ought to speak as the oracles of God? That we ought to tell men what God has revealed, what God has communicated to man through the Bible. Well, one of the reasons I would suggest that we speak as the oracles of God is because what God has said is true. What God has said is true. Listen to Paul in Romans, the third chapter, verse 4. Let God be true, and every man a liar. God only speaks truth. Titus 1 and 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before the world began. So we're talking here about the veracity of God, the truthfulness of God. God is true. Hence, His Word is true. In John 17 and verse 17, the scripture says, Sanctify them with thy word. Thy word is truth. Jesus Christ was God's spokesman for truth. In Matthew 17 and 5, at the transfiguration of Jesus, it was God who said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased, hear ye him. So we're to speak the oracles of God because it's true. God is true. His word is truth. And Jesus Christ is the spokesman for God that tells the truth. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1, the writer says, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets, and in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. God speaks to man today through Christ. Jesus is the truth. In John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And what Jesus speaks to man, what Jesus delivers to man through the inspired word, is truth. And the Bible, which is truth, is sufficient for all that we need. We don't need another book. We don't need another revelation. We don't need any other teaching because the Bible is sufficient. In 2 Timothy, the third chapter, verses 16 and 17, Paul said that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable 
for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, but that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Everything that, that I need to know that pertains to my life here and life to come has been revealed in the Bible. Now, granted, there are some things that God hasn't revealed. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29 says that the secret things belong to God, things that are revealed belong to man. So God has revealed to us everything that he wants us to know. I, I know there are certain things that he hasn't revealed in the Bible. But everything that would help me to live a good life on this earth and then one day go to heaven has been revealed. So the Bible, you see, is sufficient. We have all things that pertain to life and godliness. And so we're to speak the oracles of God. And we are to walk by the same rule. That's exactly what Paul wrote in Philippians, the third chapter, and in verse 16. He said, walk by the same rule and, and have the same mind. We ought to all walk by the same rule, the same standard. And if we would all walk by the same rule, walk by the same standard, then we would be walking together. You know, Amos asked the question, can two walk together except they be agreed? And the only way that we can walk together in agreement is by walking by the same rule. And when we speak the oracles of God, that and nothing more, then we are walking by the same rule. It's when we try to inject our feelings into it, the way I feel about it, the way I see it, my opinion, my idea about it, my concept, we stop walking by the same rule. You see... God's word, his oracles, contain the pure gospel. And we should only want the pure gospel, not another gospel, not a diluted gospel, not a perverted gospel. We want the pure gospel. Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached. Let him be accursed, Galatians 1 and verse 8. We want the gospel, the pure gospel, because that's what saves us. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16. We speak as the oracles of God because what God says is right. It is true. His word is truth. And Jesus Christ is the spokesman of God for truth. One day we're going to be judged by the standard of truth. John 12, 48, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day. Men may rail against the Bible, and they have and they do, and they will in the future. But the Bible, the word of God, will stand the test. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, Christ even said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, one day it will. But my word will not pass away. 
You see, the word of God abides forever. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. And in the final analysis, it's going to be the standard by which we are judged. John 12, 48. In Romans, the second chapter, in verse 16, Paul there said, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men according to my gospel. The gospel that Paul was preaching to the people in Rome would be the standard, the measurement, if you please, by which they were going to be judged in the day of judgment. We're to speak as the oracles of God. Hence, we should love the truth. We ought to have a love for the truth of God. In John the 8th chapter, in verse 31, Jesus said, If you continue in my words, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So we ought to love the truth. We ought to desire the truth. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Walter, never, ever, under any circumstances, sell the truth. That is, compromise the truth. We ought to have a love for it. Let me read a passage or two uh, from the book of 2 Thessalonians along this line. I'm going to begin reading about verse number 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now notice they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now verse 11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should be, believe a lie. So if people do not have a love of the truth, God's going to permit them to believe a lie or an untruth. And verse 12, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So there are those that rather believe a lie than to believe the truth. And God is not going to force the truth on anyone. And so God will allow men to believe a lie instead of believing the truth. And then in verse number 13, but we're bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. And so we need to love the truth. We need to cherish the truth. And we need to search for truth. In Isaiah 34, 16, there the prophet said, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. We need to be seeking for truth. Seeking for truth. What is true? What is right? Let me give you a passage in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11 that shows how we can find truth. These were more noble than those of Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily 
whether those things were so. The way we can learn truth from the Bible is by searching the Scriptures. You see, we ought to put what we hear to the acid test. Does it pass the test of the Bible? If you hear something taught and you begin to search your Bible and you learn that what you heard taught is not in harmony with the Bible, then you will know that what you heard taught is not true because the Bible contains the truth. So we've got to study the Bible. That's why Paul in 2 Timothy 2.15 said, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we need to study the Bible. And not only do we need to study it, we need to live by it. We need to live by the Bible. It ought to be our, our nourishment, our food, our life. Matthew 4 and 4, as well as Luke chapter 4 and verse 4, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God is food for the soul. So we need to speak the truth. We need to be speaking the oracles of God. But we need to speak it with the right spirit, the right attitude. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter in verse 15, Paul said, But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Friends, it's not enough just to speak the truth. Should we speak the truth? Absolutely, we should speak the truth. But we should speak the truth in love. We need to speak the truth with the right attitude, with the right heart, with the right mind, with the right motive, but speaking the truth in love. Well, let's just be sure that we're speaking the truth. Let's be sure we're speaking as the oracles of God. I'm reminded of a passage in 1 Kings, the 22nd chapter, and in verse 14, where Micaiah said that whatever the Lord has spoken to me, well, that's what I'm going to say. Wouldn't it be a different world, religious world today, if preachers all over the world would just say what God says? But sometimes we have a tendency, you know, to try to add what we think about it our feeling about it, what, the way I want it to be. But we just need to speak as the oracles of God. Listen to Paul in Acts 20. He is addressing the elders of Ephesus. And he says to them about verse 26 and 27, that I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. A man may preach 50 years and never preach the whole counsel of God. He may preach parts of the Bible, some of the Bible, and never preach the whole counsel of God. For example, he may get to some passage of Scripture in a particular chapter, and he might disagree with the way that that passage is written. So when he gets to that passage, he just goes around it and goes on to the next one. He's not preached the whole 
counsel of God. We need to preach all that God says. I need to preach what God says about, about himself, about God being the one true living God. I need to preach the truth about Jesus. I need to preach the truth about the Holy Spirit. I need to preach the truth about the church, about salvation, how we worship, how we live. I need to preach all the truth and not some of the truth. In other words, I need to preach the counsel of God, all the counsel of God. And I ought to stand firmly for God's counsel. Jude 3 says, earnestly contend for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. I need to do it in the spirit of love. I need to do it with kindness in my heart. But we need to stand firm for the counsel of God. You know, we are somewhat limited today. You say, well, Brother Lambert, I didn't know that Christians were limited. Yes. We are limited in what we can preach today. Now, I will have to say this, that, that you can take this book that I hold in my hand called the Bible, and you can read it, you can preach it, for 50 or 60 or more years, and you will never get all out of it that there is in, contained in it. Every time I pick up the Bible, I come across something that I didn't see before. It is, it is always as fresh every time you read it. Some people say that we need a new Bible today for a new age. No, no, we don't need a new Bible for a new age. The Bible is not out of date. Man is out of date. Man just needs to catch up with the Bible. But we are still limited. We, we cannot tell people, if, if we preach the oracles of God, we cannot, we cannot talk about fanciful, fanciful ideas that we have, and we cannot uh, explain to people our feelings about things, and we, we're not to speak about our, our opinions, our ideas, and our concepts. You see, I, I'm limited to the message that was revealed by the, to the apostles. And that's the truth. Jesus gave the great, great commission in Matthew by saying in verse 18 beginning, that all power hath been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, to teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all way, even unto the end of the world. Now that, that was said to the apostles. But we have that commission as well today. But he said, I want you to teach them all things that I have commanded you. We are limited to those all things. In other words, what was revealed to the apostles? Well, back in John the 16th chapter in verse 13, Jesus said, how be it when he... The, whole, the, the spirit of truth is come. He shall guide you into all truth. All truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will guide you into the revealing and writing down of all truth. I know then by, that, by the time the last apostle died, that as the last inspired man died, that all religious truth 
had been revealed to the world. So we have all truth today. And I am limited to the truth. I, I am limited to what I can teach to people. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that I to speak as the oracles of God. And then when I teach other people, they are limited to what they were taught. We're to commit to faithful men who sh that which we have heard and what we have, what we have uh, taught so that they in turn can teach other people the same thing they were taught. But we are to teach people the gospel. Not another gospel, but the pure gospel. You see, when it comes to the salvation of your soul, I'm supposed to tell you, if I'm true to the Word of God, what I find in the Bible. For example, if I wanted to tell you what people did in the early days of the church, well, let's just think about the, the day the church began, which was the day of Pentecost, and that's recorded in the second chapter of Acts. And if I, were, if I wanted to tell you what people did in, on that day to be saved, what I would do is I would have you turn in your Bible to the second chapter of Acts, and we would start our reading maybe around verse 36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? So I would tell you that when people heard about Jesus in, on the day of Pentecost, they asked, what shall we do? And then I'm to tell you the answer. And then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in, if I'm telling you simply what the Bible teaches, that on the day of Pentecost when people ask, what shall we do? The answer was, repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. Now that's speaking as the oracles of God. Now I have read sermons that men have in print and, and they would get down to verse 38 and uh, as a matter of fact, one man said that Peter told them to repent and believe on the Lord and you'll be saved. Well, that's not what Peter said. No, no. He said repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. And that's what I'm to teach people today. I would urge you to obey that today. Not only are we to speak as the oracles of God, we're to obey the oracles of God. I want to urge you to, to call today for the free Bible course. I want to thank you for watching today, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, 
Write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible. It's